know how to get so many of these. Sorry. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I have done quite a few of these commentaries, but I never find it easy. Sometimes God does things in strange ways, Rabbi Lord, to keep us humble. Thank God for his grace and love. This week's Torah portion is entitled Teruma, meaning contribution. The heart of worship begins with a willing giver. Israel gave with passion their gifts to build God a sanctuary. As I was putting this commentary together, it took me back several years in my past. It made me appreciate this commentary this morning. Back during my younger years when I was a much younger man than I am now, probably saw me walking a little slow. Wasn't squeaking, but walking a little slow. And I used to do tent ministry. Fairly nice sized tent. And there was a lot of components that we had to put together. And uh, you needed several brothers, but it was such a joy. Of all the ministries in my life, that particular ministry was such a joy. And I saw God move in miraculous ways. And you could sense the spirit of God. I don't know what it is about doing something outside. But God moves in mysterious ways, and it was such a blessing, and you could really see the people being touched and many people being saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. So I thank God and I appreciate this commentary. Thank you, Rabbi Jerry, for being led by the Lord. In chapter 25, Adonai instructed Moses to have the people bring a free will offering to teach them to honor him first. Selfless love. God was teaching his people to put him first. We just got through reading this Shema this morning. And when we read it, do we really hear it? Do we really Listen to the words. Because what's being said is we need to come into the oneness and the very presence of our creator. And as Rabbi Lauren was saying, we need to love God with all of our being. Not some, but all of our being. So they presented precious metals scarlet thread, fine linen, and animal skins, all of which were given by the Egyptians. Now they are to be dedicated to build God a dwelling place among them. Moses followed the exact pattern that Adonai revealed to him for the design and function of the tabernacle. There was to be no deviation from the pattern. The most important sacred feature of the tabernacle's furniture was the Ark of the Covenant. 
that stood in the most holy place, signifying God's holy presence. It was constructed from acacia wood known for its strength and durability. The wood was formed into a rectangular box covered with gold both inside and out and trimmed in gold. It was to be transported by two wooden poles overlaid with gold inserted through rings made of pure gold. These poles were never to be removed. The top cover of the ark, the mercy seat, was made of gold and featured two golden cherubims facing each other on opposite ends with their wings outstretched over it. The tablets of the law, the jar of mal, and Aaron's rod that budded were contained inside the Ark of the Covenant. It was here that the wrath of God would be appeased. Another feature was the table of showbread also constructed from acacia wood, covered with pure gold and placed inside the holy place. The table was trimmed in gold that encircled the top of the outer edge with gold rings at each corner and wooden poles inserted through the rings to carry it. Vessels of pure gold were on the table. In addition to 12 loaves of special bread, the bread of the presence for the Levites to eat, which remain on the table at all times. A third feature was the golden lampstand called the menorah, constructed from 75 pounds of pure hammered gold. That's a lot of gold. It was a seven branch lampstand that stood in the holy place Six of the branches were cups formed into almond blossoms complete with buds and petals. In addition, there were almond buds beneath each branch from the center stem formed into one piece. The lampstand provided light continually in the darkness of the holy place so that the priests could perform their various duties. In chapter 26, we read about the veil. It separated the holy of holies from the holy place, which contained the table of showbread, the lampstand, and the altar of incense. It also separated the high priest from the other priests. There were 10 panels joined together to form one continuous twisted linen curtain of purple. I'm sorry, blue, purple, and scarlet yarn with embroidered cherubims. They were attached by 50 loops made of blue material and held together by gold clamps. Above the fine linen were 11 outer curtains made of goat's hair, which protected the outside structure from the elements. They were joined together as two separate pieces with one set of five panels and a set of six. The curtains were folded over double, hung at the front of the tent, and joined together by 50 loops and claps. An additional covering of ram and porpoise hides were made to cover and protect the structure. 
The fifth feature of the tabernacle was a screen, which served as the entrance into the tent. It separated Levites from non-Levites, just as the veil separated the high priest from the other priests. It was symbolic of God's chosen hierarchy among the Israelis. No one was allowed direct access to him except those chosen by him and in the manner in which he commanded. The sixth feature found in chapter 27 was the bronze altar of sacrifice. It was made of acacia wood covered in bronze and hollow inside where coals were placed to burn the animal sacrifices. Horns were placed at each of the four corners and along its side were four rings with poles inserted, also covered in bronze to carry it. It's interesting that the altar was the first piece of furniture you would see when entering the outer courts of the tabernacle, a reminder that sin separates us from God and that without blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. The altar symbolizes our redemption, our reconciliation to God through Yeshua's blood and his death on the cross. Only his blood could eradicate sin. The components of the tabernacle all point us to the Messiah. For example, the Ark of the Covenant symbolizes Yeshua's divine and human natures. And the Shekinah glory of God is John wrote, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The table of showbread likewise foreshadows Yeshua, who is the true bread of life and also points to the table of the Lord's communion. The lampstand symbolizes God as the light of Israel and Yeshua, who is the light of the world. And the veil points to the fact that Yeshua's death was sufficient and ended mankind's separation from God, making it possible, I got to say that again, making it possible for all to have access to him by faith. In the past, God revealed himself to the patriarchs and to Israel in their ways. During Yeshua's life on earth, God actually walked in the midst of his people, but now in an even greater way, God tabernacles within the very hearts of those who love Yeshua. As his living temple, we should be exhibiting his glory and his love to this lost and dying world. So let us reverence him by being faithful to the truth of his word, humbling ourselves before him, ready to learn and listen, careful to honor and live in obedience to his word. God bless you.